Hello, I am Baymax, your personal healthcare companion. Let's unpack the magic. Hello, everyone. Yes, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Team Uniform Podcast. I'm Sammy. And I'm Tyler. And today we are going to be doing our first Dig a Little Deeper um, episode of the new season. Mm -hmm. And we are going to be talking about a movie that really, I feel, is really underrated in in the Disney community, uh, Big Hero 6. Yes. Um, And we've loved this movie since the beginning. Um, I think a little bit of it has to do with... um, it's kind of like a Marvel property, so it's kind of like a superhero. It it's, yeah. it's a Marvel property. Yeah. It's superhero, um, you know, flick. But mm-hmm. it's it's just it hits all the nails, you know, all the the tasks for me in this type of movie. Yeah, and it's just so different. Like I think if somebody that doesn't really know this movie, you tell them it's a Disney property, and I think they would be kind of surprised. Yeah. to be honest. So there's lots to talk about um, this movie, but. Uh, like we start off all of our episodes. Now we do. Uh, <laughs> uh, how are you? How was your week? Oh, I'm good. Uh, yeah, I really wanted to talk about uh, the announcements that were just made recently. Yes. About some sequels that are coming. Yes. <laughs> some... And one of them really irritates me. <laughs> yeah. Um... So I'm assuming you're talking about the new announcements of the three three big announcements that came out of three sequels that are in the works um, that were announced earlier this week were uh, sequels to Frozen, mm-hmm. uh, Zootopia, and Toy Story. Hmm. And I I know personally which one you have the issue with. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, this is center stage. It's all yours. <laughs> Do you want to start with that one? Yeah, let's start with that one. <laughs> okay. Toy Story 5. What the heck are they gonna do? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, Toy Story four was fine, but like the ending for Toy Story three was so perfect. Perfect. And then they go and they're like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna go do Toy Story 4. And I'm like, "Okay, not really needed, but all right." And the way that it ended with, you know, Woody kind of leaving the group and going off and doing his own thing. I'm just like, okay, fine. Like, we'll just, we'll leave it at that. But apparently not. And I'm assuming, you know, because they're calling it Toy Story 5, eventually they're all. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's, that's probably just like a fifth Toy Story. I don't know if it's going to be called Toy Story 5. Well, I don't know. That's, I guess, what we're calling it right now. So I, I guess my question is like. Are they all going to, like, come back together? Or, like, what is... I don't know. Like, what's the storyline here? Like, what do you think? Like, I just don't think there's... Like, Toy Story 4 just really wasn't needed. So then I feel like this really, really isn't needed. Yeah. And if, it surprised me... It surprises me that they would go with another Toy Story just based on the fact that Lightyear didn't do really well. Yeah. Um, I mean, we did do a review, and we, we do have a generally... <laughs> positive reception of that movie Mm -hmm. but it's not like the greatest toy story movie i've ever made um so just with how toy story 4 ended and you know i think the general i you know consensus that it it wasn't needed it it just toy story 3 was perfect you didn't need to you know do any more on that and then Lightyear just not performing the way that's probably disney and you know Pixar had initially planned it, it just seems like this is an odd decision to keep. It almost seems like they're trying to milk the franchise. But, I mean, they also, like, you know, they also have this as a land in most, a lot of their parks. Yeah. Um. So it, it would make sense that they would want to try keeping that IP or that property relevant so that they can keep those those part of the parks relevant. Yeah, I guess I understand that, but like Toy Story is such a classic that even if they stopped, like it would still be okay, like to continue, like yeah, you know, it but, it, it is an odd choice. I I don't I agree with you. I don't I don't think that it's necessary. We don't really know much about yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know. Like I mean, 
they just said, like, the Toy Story, like, I don't even know if they called it Toy Story 5 in the announcement. I guess that's just what we as fans have been calling it, Mm -hmm. Toy Story 5. But even, like, with Toy Story 4, like, it was such a Woody-centric movie. Like, they still called it Toy Story 4. Right. Even though I feel like most of, like, the toys weren't even a big part of it or they weren't in the movie a lot. It was, it was so focused on Woody and Forky. Yeah. And so like, that's another thing. Like I noticed like after this was announced, cause this has obviously probably been in the, the works for a while with all these actors. Um, cause I saw Tim Allen had posted that he was ready to come back for it. Um, I didn't see anything about Tom Hanks making a, a statement or a post or anything on social media on it. Um, to be honest, I don't know how like, like rel or you know prevalent he oh, is on sure. social media yeah. um but i know that tim allen had posted that he was like excited to get back you know you know to go um for another toy story and so i don't know if this will be kind of like you know buzz lightyear's like kind of send off because i feel like especially with the way that lightyear like, how that all happened like it wasn't like it didn't i guess it really didn't like solidify like a good ending for like Buzz Lightyear's story. I mean, obviously it was like his the story that created the toy. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It's not like it left a bad taste in my mouth, but it just it definitely left me wanting a movie about toy Buzz and not like the human, the human. that you know that inspired the toy Buzz. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. Like maybe this will be more of kind of like how Toy Story Four was Woody's movie trying to like end his you know, yeah. final story. This will maybe be like, maybe this is like Buzz and Jesse's final story. Yeah, maybe. And if that's the case, I mean, maybe I'm okay with that. But again, I, I feel like they're just kind of milking the, the franchise yeah. here. And I'm also curious to see um, time-wise, you know, where they're going to play. Like, is it is Bonnie still like little or is she getting older? Like, you know, like when maybe. Andy was in like Toy Story 3 wanting to, to like that. get, you know, kind of give away or like figure out what to do with these toys now or maybe not even like you know andy being you know maybe not bonnie being like andy's age like going off to college but maybe like just andy's age like where he was like the first toy story movie or maybe like bonnie's gone to this point where like she's past buzz Lightyear, she's past jesse like they're they're old toys like they're not like the brand new toys that like everyone's trying to crave over um and i think that that, that's kind of something that's been missing since like the second toy story or even the first one, where, like, what is that, like, that year's It hot toy? toy, Yeah. And, like, I mean, is Bonnie just going to be, like, going over, like, a bunch of, like, um, what are those sphere things that I got? Oh, the mini brands? Yeah, the mini brands. Like, what what is, like, the mini brands toy of the Toy Story universe? It's probably Bluey. (laughs) Oh, my God, that integration (laughs) in there, have Bluey just show up. (laughs) Yeah, like, I don't know. So like I maybe maybe they go with something like that. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's out of the three that were announced, that was the that was the real weird one. I was kind of like that doesn't like, make sense. Of all the ones that like, I mean, of all the movies that don't even have a sequel, and then you're gonna give this fifth movie. Well, I mean, in some ways, like a six, if you want to count Lightyear. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. It just it wouldn't be my choice. I guess we'll see what happens with it, but it's just yeah. I mean, and that's I'm I'm okay with with Disney and Pixar, you know, any of the studios doing a sequel as long as it progresses the story. Like, I'd love to see Encanto too. Oh yeah, I'd love to see that where that happens. Or I'm I'm excited to see Inside Out too because we're getting new emotions and you know, kind of see how Riley grows up. So like, I think that'll be a really good choice for a sequel. Yeah. Uh, even like something like Wreck It Ralph, like that was good to see a sequel. Even though like I personally didn't like the sequel as much as the original one, like mm-hmm. it was nice to have that like you know progression or like that continuation of a story that we liked. But I think after seeing what happened with Toy Story Four and Lightyear, I think a lot of like especially millennials that grew up on Toy Story were just like, stop. We're, we're good with what we have. Like, mm-hmm. we don't we don't need that extra bit. But yeah, um, I am excited for Frozen 3, though. Oh, my gosh. I, like, I'm excited, but I'm really nervous because if Frozen, like, I loved Frozen when it came out. And then Frozen 2 came out. 
And I didn't think that I could love a sequel like as much as I do Frozen 2 because I just think it's so much better than the first one. Mm -hmm. So it makes me like it makes me excited because I feel like they can probably like elevate it. But then at the same time, if they don't like, is it going to be bad? I don't know. And I think with Jennifer Lee and like the team there, like, yeah, I think that I don't think that's going to happen. I think that we're going to get a really good. And they even it's. They kind of open it up and leave it to interpretation that there could be more to the story. Once Anna and Elsa are kind of living in separate areas and, you know, they, they're kind of queens on their own realm. Like, there's got to be something that brings them back together for, like, one final thing. So, like, I, I, I do like where this is going. I, I'm glad that they're coming back. I I love that Adina Menzel and Josh Gad and Kristen uh, Bellardi, they're we already get, excited and for it. And the music, the Lopez's, I'm sure they're coming <laughs> back because... Why wouldn't they? Like, I am just, yeah. So I'm I'm all on board for uh, a Frozen 3. Uh, Zootopia 2 was a little bit of kind of like left field for me. Like, um, but I'm okay with it. I, I, I really love Zootopia. Yeah, I, and I think there's just so much to explore. Like, I, you know, like, I don't know. There's just so many stories that they can go off of and like really I don't know like there's just so much they can do with that and make it really really good so I'm I'm excited for that mm-hmm. what I would really be excited for though and maybe try to switch gears here to our main topic I would love to see a sequel to Big Hero 6 yes um at the end of the movie which we'll kind of go over the synopsis here uh they they very much leave it up to there's a team they're ready to go out and take on take on all these challenges and just be the heroes that they need to be. Um, I think it very easily and beautifully opens the door to a sequel in Big Hero 6. So I, if, if any of the movies like that we, that we know and love and watch, like I, I'm so ready for a Big Hero 6 sequel. Yeah, I, I agree. I think they're, again, it's just, it, the ending just really leaves it open to, so much storytelling mm-hmm. and these characters that they built up in the movie um hero's journey along the way and where he ends up at the end of the movie is uh, just so like inspiring mm-hmm. and so i just yeah i th- i really think this movie deserves and needs a sequel yeah. so and we've gotten we've gotten other bits and pieces into this universe there was an animated series of big hero 6 which we haven't seen um, but it's not the same type of animation. It's like 2D um, type of animation instead of the 3D. And then we've gotten the Baymax series, which kind of explored the world a little bit more. But nothing with all these characters coming together with one main purpose. Um, but let's maybe take it back to the beginning mm-hmm. and just talk about Big Hero 6 in general. Yeah. Um, for those that haven't seen it. I guess, how do you want to, like, briefly... <laughs> yeah, I guess, like, when we go into these Dig a Little Deepers, we automatically assume if you're listening, you've seen these, so we're not going to do, like, scene-by-scene, scene scene like, one. replay or anything. Um, But, yeah, so I guess, like, a synopsis would be the main character, Hero. He um, he's, like, super smart. Yeah, he's super smart. I think he's, like... Is he, 16 14 i think he's only like 13 or 14 13 or 14 he's already graduated high school yeah and his brother tadashi is in college and he's um you know also super smart Mm -hmm. and working on like his own project there and he's he takes hero um who's very much into bot fighting like Um, he's so smart but he doesn't he's not doing anything yeah he's not yeah he's he's just doing it for like kind of like a self-interest he's he's out there bot fighting just trying to win some money Mm -hmm. um he not really care about the consequences of his bot fighting yeah um and he's just kind of i don't want to say he's squandering his his talent and his you know his brain but he's he's definitely just like i'm i'm okay just bot fighting and not not doing anything else. Yeah. So Tadashi's trying to like steer him on a better path. So he brings Hiro to his lab, meets his friends, and Hiro kind of realizes that um science is kind of fun and cool. And it really changes his life. Yeah, it really does. And he decides that he also wants to go to the school. And the only way to get into the school is to be basically get like accepted via a competition there's like a big science stem um, competition you have to submit a project and 
basically whoever wins that project, you know, kind of is guaranteed admittance into the school. And um, he creates um, something similar to the bots that he is using, but he makes it in a much more useful and beneficial. Yeah, he makes um, them uh, smaller because they're called microbots, and then yep. they can they can all come together um, when you wear this headpiece. And there's um, some people at the competition that wants to use this technology, I guess, for their own benefit. Mm -hmm. And um, so after this competition, Hero uh, does seem to win. However, there's a huge fire. Um, an explosion at the building, which not only causes um, his microbots to be stolen, um, but also results in the death of his brother, Tadashi. Mm -hmm. um, so the rest of the story um, kind of follows Hiro's journey, trying to, A, um, live and accept, you know, that he feels like his microbots and him being there kind of caused Tadashi's death, but then also trying to figure out who started the fire, who stole his microbots, yeah. and what and what are they doing with Right, because initially he does think that his microbots just burned up in the fire, um, but throughout, or like in the movie you find out like there's more of them. There's more of them, so... and there then more are being produced yeah. um, because <laughs> his microbots have been stolen. Um, and so that's where he goes on this journey, and he eventually teams up with a lot of Tadashi's friends from um, the university, and kind of creates this ragtag team of heroes, and they uh, go after the guy in the kabuki mask. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, hopefully that makes sense. I don't know. It's like there's a lot of pieces to this, to yes, this movie. And, so there's there's a lot going on. And yeah, so I guess I suggest if you have not seen it, <laughs> like just go watch it and then you can come back and like listen to our thoughts on it. So yeah. Um, so I guess, and then, so that's kind of the premise of the movie. Uh, and like we said, it kind of kind of accumulates into this team, um, kind of coming together and forming this really tight knit family, as opposed to, you know, just kind of friends, friends of my brother, you know, at the university and it all revolves around Baymax, who is Tadashi's, um, healthcare companion. That's his project that he was working on at the university, mm -hmm. uh, to become, Big Hero 6, because there are six of them, including Baymax. Yes. Um, just a brief couple um, tidbits about the movie. It came out in November of 2014. And I mentioned at the beginning of this episode that I felt that this movie was very underrated. And I feel the placement of when it was released is a major contributing factor why. Yeah, for sure. Um, so it came out just about a year after Frozen. And I think... Everyone remembers how crazy Frozen was, how Frozen, how crazy Frozen still is. Yeah. Like, um, but the world was just frozen. Right. So, yeah. So, you come a year later, you get, like, all of, like, uh, toys and ornaments, like, you know, from Hallmark that are coming out for the first time for, like, that Christmas season. And, like... Everyone, uh, everyone's dressing up, like, Anna and Elsa and Olaf for, for, for Halloween. Halloween. Yeah. Um, so, like, every... It's, it's really just, like, Frozen fever. I'm um, still going into a year later, but then this movie comes out. And then after this movie comes out, then you have, you know, one of Disney's, one of the, one of the bigger first ones, live action movies was Cinderella, which did, which was, you know, a really yeah. big box office success. Um, and then Inside Out, and then not to mention, Marvel's also pumping stuff out. This is, you know, phase two. So we're in Age of Ultron territory. So like, you have all these big movies on either side of Big Hero 6. And I feel like it just kind of gets lost in the shuffle there. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's why I feel it's a little bit underrated. Um, but so that's kind of the time frame in which we're talking about when this movie came out. Yeah. And I mean, and, and it did. I mean, it did win um, Best Animated Feature at the Oscars for that season. Mm -hmm. Um but it really didn't have that much competition, no, I feel like, we, for that you, season. You were telling me that, and then you were like, well, here's all the ones it went up against. And I think, like, the only other one that I, like, heard was, like, the Box Trolls. And I'm, even then, I've never seen that movie. So. Yeah, Box Trolls and I think How to Train Your Dragon 2. And then there were a couple other ones that I had, I still, like, had not heard of. So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, you can say, like, oh, yeah, I won Best Picture at the Oscars, or Animated Picture. But it... It didn't I, have much yeah, to go up against. so... Um, another couple, another fun fact is that the uh, directors of this movie also went on to direct Moana, which we actually just watched the other night. Yeah, we did. 
Um, and I think we were talking about this today when we were kind of prepping this episode. I think that would make another good dig a little deeper too. There's yeah, a lot to I talk so about too. in Moana. Um, so same directors as them. So we are going to do like we always do with all these dig a little deepers. Um, just go over some of our favorite characters, favorite scenes, favorite parts of the movie. Um, what is your favorite character? <laughs> Probably Baymax. Probably Baymax. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That I do like Honey Lemon, but yeah, Baymax just I don't know. He just steals the every scene he's in. Yeah. Um, I really like Fred. Yeah. <laughs> Fred is so so funny. Um, he's just he's just such a weird goober i guess yeah, he, he's, he's, such, he's so dude. weird he's such he's so weird he doesn't even go to the school he's just like the mascot or the like a sign twirler there like he's he's like i'm and i don't go here i'm just i just hang out with these people yeah he's like i'm just here for funsies um tj miller plays him which i i, I think is really funny because i think he's really fun i think he's a he's a funny dude um so yeah i i like uh fried i really like um the scene where um tadashi is like going through and trying to like create baymax and he just keeps failing and it's just like his, uh, you know take number 86 or whatever like he finally gets it and you can see how like happy he is but like all like the bad versions of baymax are like they just don't work or like something happens um and then just kind of seeing how like you said baymax just kind of steals every scene that he's in mm-hmm. um like the first scene where they're up in hero's bedroom and like hero kind of like stumbles backwards because he's kind of scared of Baymax. Yeah. And like the stuff just keeps falling off of his shelf onto him. Yep. And they keep saying, oh. And then so Baymax is like, how would you rate your how would you rate your pain? How would you rate your pain? <laughs> yes. Um yeah, I guess I don't have like a particular scene, but like just like the Tadashi's like uh process of depression and grief throughout mm-hmm. the movie i think they did such a good job with it and especially after like well not after but like what we've been going through like the last like month and a half like like that was just so relatable mm-hmm. now and um and i and like i said i think they did a really good job like you know you you see the scenes like where his aunt comes up and brings him food and like he didn't eat like the previous play that but you know but she still keeps bringing it up and like you know is checking on him and and even even tadashi's friends you know they're sending him like um video messages saying hey hero Mm -hmm. we miss you just want to see how you're doing um but then you know hero is very much driven almost by anger because of what's what's happened Mm -hmm. um to the point where you know he he tells baymax like you know tadashi's not here but then Hero's like, no, he is he is still here. And like that does really like like we feel that, especially now with after, you know, what happened um with Maya. And it's just it, it it's it's almost refreshing to see how well of a take that they did on it, because we know how well of a take they did on on that. Like yeah. you can feel Hero's depression. You can feel like his anger and his non acceptance and then like as the movie progresses, you see his emotions change where it's more of like he wants revenge and then he realizes he feels sorry and then he he needs to help where he can. Yeah, it's just it's a lot of like up and down. And I think like there's um, I don't know if there's it's so much like a misconception, but I mean, you have like the five stages of grief. And I think a lot of people think that like you go through each stage like one by one and then you complete them almost but it's it's so up and down it's so like you know i'm feeling um you know angry this minute and then you know the next minute i'm really really sad and then you know and then maybe i'm feeling okay and maybe i can like accept maybe you know certain parts of this loss or aspects of it and then and then you're back to just being angry again because of like something else and it really depends like what is going on in the world around you like what you're dealing Mm -hmm. with like it, it it i it's I felt a lot of that, like, just being, like, feeling angry, like, feeling, like, so, like, like, I did something wrong, or I chose, I chose the wrong decision, and, like, I jeopardized, or I, you know, I didn't get to to do something, but then you think about, you know, the loss, and then you just feel, like, so much love that you, you had that, 
and then like you, you you're completely like jumping in and out of different stages of that grief back and forth and um you can definitely tell that hero is doing that too there is no one set like pathway that he has yeah to there's follow. no like straight line when it comes to uh grief in reality and also grief throughout this movie and you know with with hero like he gets to the point where like he's so consumed by anger and vengeance that like he pushes away his team he puts his team in jeopardy um you know there's a scene when they're at the deserted island and mm-hmm. he, um, like, all he cares about is getting that kabuki mask and, and finding out who is underneath the, the mask to the point where he jeopardizes his whole entire team. He puts them in danger just because he, you know, he doesn't care about the safety. He just cares about getting revenge. Yep. He cares about, you know, and, and at that point, like, he, he even changes, like, like, he rewires Baymax, puts the new chip in there. Yeah, I was just thinking in my head, like, when he's um, programming, like, all the karate moves and Baymax is like, I fail to see how karate or whatever makes me a better healthcare companion. And mm-hmm. and obviously that's not, like, Hero's, like, purpose in this, like, to make him a better, like, healthcare companion. Like, he just wants to, like, complete his own mission. And he sees, he sees Baymax for his own personal reasons and not the reason that Tadashi, you know, meant him or made him right. for. Um, and in the end, you know, definitely Hero does realize this and comes to terms with this. Um, but unfortunately, yeah. it's to at a point where it's, he can't, well, he can't save Baymax. Yeah, but the, and then the, but the thing is, like, he has to go through the journey. He has to go through the grief mm-hmm. just as, like, us or anyone else like going through through grief as well like you can't just I don't know like block it or be like I don't want to like I don't want to feel my feelings I don't want to talk about my emotions or you know like like with Hero I think like he just he had like a one-track mind but I mean he was still like working through it maybe not in like the best way or maybe like with the best mindset but like Mm -hmm. he still had to go through all of those motions and and feelings to get to a better place. Yeah. And he, we have a note in here that violence is not the answer. And that it definitely shows that like, or I definitely want to point out, like if you're going through grief or you're having these moments of like depression, like heroes having, or just you know, depression or anxiety in your, like violence is never the answer, but he uses Baymax for a better part of the middle of the movie for vengeance, for violence. He, mm-hmm. he wants Baymax to be kind of almost like Hulk and Iron Man <laughs> yeah. together. Like Baymax essentially when he's in his red suit is, is a combination of Hulk and Iron Man. He has the strength of, of Hulk, but like all the tech of Iron yeah. Man and hero is, is really just using that for vengeance for violence to get back at this guy for for stealing his you know stealing his tech and stealing the 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 robots or making their own robots and then you know trying to thinking that that's going to help him get over tadashi's death which is not going to happen like that that's not going to solve anything right yeah and but then i mean i think that's like a good I mean, but I think that's, like, a message or, like, a theme throughout this is, like, they they do end up, like, solving, like, the Kabuki mask, like, but they don't, um, they don't, like, really harm anybody. Like, they're not out to, like, kill anybody. Mm-hmm. So, I think that, um... And in the end of the movie, they wind up saving... Yeah. You the... know, the daughter, mm-hmm. um, from, you know, from the... I'm gonna call it the quantum realm. I don't really know what. I know. What I think is. of that. Uh, yeah. So we were watching it when we were when we first thought about doing this, and I'm like, "This is it's the quantum realm. Yeah. It looks just like the quantum realm from the the Ant Man movies, um, or even from Doctor Strange." So, um, it's yeah, it's it's kind of an emotional ride that hero takes, um, and in the end, you know, it, and it's so sad because you're thinking at the end of this movie, like you're losing Baymax and like mm-hmm. you, you are, you think he's gone, like there'll never be a Baymax and then kind of hero 
really has this grief process or start it's almost seeming like he's starting this grief process again yeah um but then he finds that baymax hit the chip hit hit his you know his programming chip in his in his gauntlet yeah i would think that's a gauntlet yeah yeah um when he you know pushed his (laughs) falalala um from uh when he pushed hero back into or outside the the portal from the realm so that was really cool to see at the end. Baymax is still, even though he, you know, was he finally completed his mission, mm-hmm. and like it was so hard for Hero to say like I am satisfied with my care, because he he obviously wasn't. Yeah. Um. But then like even then, Baymax was still completing his mission. He mm-hmm. was helping Hero by giving him the tools, giving him the chip, so he could build Baymax back up again, yeah. have Baymax back. So. That was really it's such it's such a heartwarming part of the, at the end of the movie there, and that's like a thing with like Disney in general. Like I just like I always think like oh, like they're not gonna get me like every, but every <laughs> single time they always get me. They get you. <laughs> like I always find myself like starting to tear up a little bit or like just feeling like my my heartstrings are being pulled like just right to the brink there. And um, but this this movie with with. Baymax and Hero, like their relationship together, it's just been—it was so cute, it was so fun to watch, and um, like I, I just adore this movie so much. Yeah, I do too. And that goes into like another, like I guess, like theme with this movie is there's no like typical like love interest, um, mm-hmm. really for anybody because they didn't even do it for like the aunt, um, Aunt Cass. Yeah, Aunt Cass. So there's just. Like, there's just, like, this, like, kind of family love, but as far as, like, a romantic, like, love, interest, relationship for anybody, like, that really isn't... This is really weird, and I just, like, I'm literally just thinking about this now for the first time while we're recording, which is, is, like, Hero the Spider-Man of, like, Disney movies? Or of, of, like, of this universe? Yeah. Because, like, you have Uncle Ben... But then, like, she, he's got Aunt Ka, Aunt Cass. Yeah. Like, instead of, like, you know, typically it's Uncle Ben that dies, like, Tadashi, Tadashi dies. Yeah. And then he has to become this hero. Oh. Like, it's kind of like Spider-Man's journey. Kind of. And that, like, I never even thought about that till now. Until you until you mentioned Aunt Cass. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, there's right? a lot of similarities. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I do too. I'm going to go with that. Okay. <laughs> Um, and then you, um, to piggyback off what you said, where there's no romance, like we kind of started seeing that a little bit in Frozen the year before, because the movie that the movie played into like, you know, that Anna needed one true kiss or true love's kiss, like the the typical mm-hmm. Disney trope. Yeah, like an act of true, an love. act of true love. But it, and it and it wasn't, and they were, you know. Uh, Christoph and Olaf are like, oh no, it's it's got to be Hans. Like you got like, to you got to kiss Hans, and it'll be fine. And then we find out, like, no, it's like familial love. Like, yeah, it's, her love for her, her sister. love for her sister is what you know cured the the frozen heart. And then you get into this movie where it's just like, like there is no like romantic mm-hmm. love. This is all familial love. So like you, that's where you kind of see. Um, you know, that change where it's not just like every Disney movie has to have like this stereotypical like love interest or like yep. this, you know, back and forth like love journey, like, or uh, like a romantic journey. Yeah. Like this is very much like Aunt Cass's love for Hero, Hero's love for um, Tadashi and all the friends' love for Hero and how that all comes together to save, you know, what's it, Alistar? Alistar? Oh, uh, Alistair Cray. Yeah, Alistair Cray. Um, so they can save his, his daughter. Who? Or, can... Well, Professor Callahan's daughter. Oh yes, Professor Callahan's daughter. Yeah. Um. So like, it it all very much oh. is just familial love in this movie, which mm-hmm. and I think again, it, it it just really plays into like yeah. how well, well this movie, like how much we love this movie. Yeah, and another on the loss and grief, like, uh, yeah, like Professor Callahan is going through his own like loss and grief of his daughter and for a long time now. Yeah, and you know, and that's what drives him to essentially like start the fire. And I'm I'm assuming I guess that's never really addressed. Like I'm assuming it's him that starts the fire. Yeah, I would think so. And steals uh heroes uh bots. My, microbots yeah. because of his own loss and grief. 
and that was his way of dealing with it, which didn't turn out. Yeah. I mean, I guess like he did get his daughter back, but then he he's going to jail for it. So, um, which... you win one, you lose one. <laughs> which just goes to show another like violence is not the answer. Right. Like, had he like maybe talked to Hero about his tech and was like, hey, maybe we can team up and try to, you know, save my daughter. Like, but he just go solo and vengeance really like consumes him so and it's weird like every time we hear like we're, we're talking about this like grief or vengeance is like I, I immediately think of like black panther yep. like we're talking right now and i'm just vengeance like it is it's you. so hard for me not to say vengeance <laughs> has consumed you um but you um you had just said that you know if all he went is just went to hero or tadashi even to say like you know let's use you have this technology can really like we use this to try figuring this out um this whole movie really revolves around science and and uh, stem yeah which i think is really cool like you just don't really see that a whole lot i think in movies or like disney movies in general especially disney or animated movies. yeah but it just really goes to show like how cool science is like i mean uh hero is just literally blown away when he's going through the lab and um, just seeing like what each of Tadashi's friends is working on and mm -hmm. um, and how they're able to uh, use their own uh, abilities and, you know, what they're good at. And then that just kind of becomes their whole, whole like uh, persona. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. And like that in itself is like another main uh, theme throughout the movie is just like finding out what you're really good at and owning it and like just coming to terms and like growing into your abilities like hero super smart and he like grows into this character that you know can formulate this team honey lemon like she is you know making atomic oh yeah she's like a chemistry atomic like, bubbles whiz, yeah. as, as she goes fred realizes like oh like he's really good at the sign flipping thing like that he can use it as a weapon to to kill all these microbots and wasabi is just just mind-blowingly cool. I love Wasabi's mm -hmm. character. Um, so, like, all these characters, like, really honing, like, what they're good at or using, like, what they've been doing in the research lab into their character. And I think that's so cool. Yeah. So, all of these characters are just, they're just so awesome. And when we were watching it, like, I was... I, you I, had I, some really cool thoughts. <laughs> I, I had some really awesome... I, I thought they were pretty awesome thoughts. Yeah. Um, of characters in this movie that reminded me of other characters. Yeah. Um, and immediately, Honey Lemon's character just reminds me of Rapunzel. And not because yeah. of, like, anything, like, tonally-wise. It's I guess it's just, like, or like, I shouldn't say of her character-wise, but just, like, her optimism and, like, just the way she looks with the long, like, really, yeah, long, really long, long hair. Um, just her, like, outlook in life. Just how she talks. Like, it reminds me a lot of Rapunzel. Um, and that was, it's something I caught on like immediately uh, watching the movie. Um, I don't know if you noticed this or not, but like, I feel like Callahan looks like Bob Iger. Yes. If, if maybe if Iger put on like, maybe like 30 pounds or maybe like a lot of like weight in the, his face or yeah. whatever. Um, but like, no, I agree. I think, <laughs> I think it's, it's similar. It's, it's similar. And then, um, one, and I, this is a really, this is a stretch and this is for the new girl fans out there. Mm -hmm. But I feel like Wasabi is Winston and um, Fred is Nick. Yeah. From New Girl. Yeah. Like just their banter with one another, just how like laid back. And I don't want to say like Nick and Fred are dumb, but they're just kind of like. What's a good they're word? Blissfully oblivious. Oh, yeah. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> Um, but like, I could, I could see like them, if they like live together in like an apartment, like yeah. I could see them having like that Winston and like that Bishop and Nick type of relationship together. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, like just Winston, uh, Winston is just, he's so particular and so unique. And I feel like Wasabi, like, especially when they were talking about his name he was like i spilled wasabi on my shirt one time, one time. <laughs> and like i'm like that is something that that winston would say like that is like that is that type of relationship oh my gosh. well and like the way wasabi has like all of his tools laid out and there literally has like the outline of like yeah. where each one is supposed <laughs> to go like he's so particular well and especially like so then i think it's um gogo like comes up and like steals something off of off yeah. of the tray and like he like freaks out like 
I can see like Nick doing that as well yeah. to, to Bishop. Yeah. And she's like, I don't know how you find anything in this mess. <laughs> so those were just like some, some like really weird connections. I was like, was watching. I'm like, yeah, that, that's Rapunzel. Like, dude, that's, that's definitely Nick. Like, like Nick and Fred are like, they're the same character. <laughs> yeah. Like they, they truly are the same character. Um, but Fred's a, Fred's a fun character in general, just because like, he's got a really like awesome background. Yes. I remember the first time we watched this, like I, I didn't like in my mind, I'm like, oh my gosh, like when his dad is revealed, that's Stan Lee, right? And I'm just like, are they like, is it like really Stan Lee or are they just trying to make him like really like look like Stan Lee or? Because for the, the entire movie, like the, the, the actual movie itself, like you don't, you don't like actually see Fred's dad. You just see like portraits of him at his house. Yeah. And... So like, and you see the portrait and it looks like Stan Lee. Yeah. And, but like, they don't, they don't mention it at all. Right. Like nothing on there. He's just, Fred, for being like just a, a weird sign twirler that hangs out at like a, uh, a, a science college. Like he lives in this mansion who has a butler and like his house is just full of all these like cool things. And like, they just don't ever mention the fact that like, Oh, that looks like Stan Lee on the wall. Yeah. And then, so you go through the credits or whatever. And like the last scene yep. here, all of a sudden you see like his dad walk in and then he talks and I'm like, Oh, it is it Stanley. Stan so that was like such an awesome cameo. And they have the underwear moment. Oh my God. That's probably one of my favorites. <laughs> the underwear scene, like how Fred wears his like four different ways or something like Wear that. Wear front side, back side, inside out, and inside out backwards. <gasps> uh, so I guess we can say this because he's not going to listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have an uncle. Uncle Muff. Uncle Muff. Uncle, Muff, uncle Melvin Muff. He just turned 80. Just turned 80. And, like, that is, like, his, that was his mantra. Like, he talks about that all the time. Oh, yeah, all the time. He's like, oh, yeah. Not that he's stingy or cheap, but he is a little bit. He's a little cheap. He's a little cheap. So this is his way to get 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 use out of the out of his underwear. Yep. He's like, you can wear it inside. You can wear it out there, inside out, right side, backwards, and frontwards, and everything. So you can wear a pair of underwear four days in a row without having to having to wash without em. having to wash them. <laughs> and I remember we had we had a bonfire. It we, wasn't last summer, but it was the summer before. Yeah, yeah. And we had we had the whole family over, and we because we own our backyard, which we need to do this more. We didn't do it a whole lot last year. Um, but especially in 2020 when COVID hit, like that was kind of like our way to like still hang out with our family, but be yeah. distance. We'd go outside and we'd put up a big tarp. Well, it used to be just a bed sheet. Yeah, it used to be a bed sheet, but then we actually were able to get like a an yeah. actual screen. Screen, and we I bought a projector, and we would do outside. Uh, we would do outside movie bonfire nights. Yep. Um, and I remember one one night we watched Big Hero Six, and Uncle Muff was over, and Uncle Muff was over, and we I think that's why we specifically picked this movie. Yes, because I don't think he's ever connected with the character as much as he does with Fred. <laughs> so like we're watching this, and like my mom, my uncle, like and then un- my other uncle Jay, and then Uncle Muff are all over there, and like they that scene comes up, and they all just start busting Bust laughing, laughing. And, and Muff's like, oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Uh, uh, so yeah, uh, it, it, other than Nick, probably Fred would most relate with Uncle Muffy as well. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I guess kind of like sticking with the Stan Lee cameo, um, this is based off a Marvel film, or I should say Marvel, a Marvel franchise, or yeah, book, there's anyway. like Mar or Big Hero Six uh, comic books. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of them. Yeah, uh, but it is a story um, that Marvel has published. I, I believe the initial. Um, comic run was actually done by like IWD or Image Comics. Yeah. Um, but then they did a they did a run like back in like the early two thousands or mid two thousands, and that was produced by Marvel. And I think that was the inspiration that caused this movie. Um, because if you look in that that series, like there are like Baymax is in there, and I believe Honey Lemon and Tadashi are in there, but like they look completely different. I think like I think Baymax is like a dragon or something. Um, so like, it's not even like, it's like, it's, it's very loosely based. It's, um, and some of the characters are not even the same. And I wonder if that's the reason why Fred looks like a dragon is because there was a dragon in like the original one. Um, but 
so that's kind of cool. Like, you know, obviously with us being like big Marvel fans to see like somewhat like of this, a Marvel influence. Yeah, I was going to say like, I think like, because we were just at um, Powers Comics. It's a local comic book yep. store here in Green Bay. So I was looking just out of curiosity to see if they had any big Hero 6 um, books or comic books. And I found one. And and I think that was that was the one for out of the, the 2000 run. Yeah. And the cover looked really weird. But yeah, but there was only one. So so yeah, so I think um I think Marvel and Disney did such a great job like taking what I'm assuming is an underrated comic. And I don't I just don't think it's like it's just not big. It's not big at all. Um but then they just make this like amazing movie with it, which yeah, I like we said before, I think it's just really underrated. Like it's just not something that people really like go to. I, I know it's just so different from what Disney is known to be putting out and but it's just it's so refreshing and like just like the themes throughout it and like I don't know, just like the loss and grief. And I feel like this was just such a good movie to watch at the time that we did. Mm-hmm. Um they just did such a good job with it and I just I don't know, they just knocked it out of the park really. Yeah. And it's it's kind of the goal you know, back to the, it's to, you know, the fact that it's underrated is, you know, I, I think a lot of people, a kind of get, it gets drowned out with the frozen fever. Like mm-hmm. it, it was kind of in there. Um, and because it is such a unique property and premise and story and everything. And I, I think that maybe it does just get lost. Maybe it's not something that people really immediately like think about. Um, because, I mean, you did, you know, after this, yeah, Inside Out. And Inside Out was a huge movie. Yeah. And, like, there's so many other, like, of these 3D, either if it's, you know, Pixar animation or, you know, Disney Studios animation that, like, they, I feel like this is the time that they were really just hitting it out of the park with, like, everything they brought out. So, like, if if your movie didn't stand out or have something that could compare to Frozen, like, Frozen was just going to, like, eat it. Mm-hmm. It's almost like, I've been playing that game Holio. <laughs> yeah. So like when you like go around, you have you, you keep eating things until you get bigger and bigger and bigger. Like I feel like that's how like Frozen is. Yeah. <laughs> like you just like Frozen will just keep going out around and like getting to franchises that it, it's it's definitely bigger with, and then it'll consume it. So then you don't think of it anymore, and then all you think about is Frozen. Um, and that's maybe what happened with this movie. I don't know. Like, and maybe that's just us. Maybe other people are like, no, 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 we really love like Big Hero Six too, just as much as you guys. But like, I don't see that love as much any like out there. Yeah, and. You know, and it, it just, and it's not really represented at the parks. It, you know, you don't really find, like, I think there was, like, a Baymax, like, meet and greet in Epcot. And I think at one point, the hero was there, too. Yeah, so, I, and I, I'm assuming that was probably shortly after the movie came out. Um, But, I mean, obviously, it's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. I know they just announced um with D23 that they were going to turn the Pacific Wharf out in DCA into San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So that'll be nice. Uh, oh, we didn't even talk about that. Like how like awesome like San Francisco looks. Yeah. Because <laughs> like it, it's obviously like a mix of Tokyo and San Francisco. Yeah. And But it's just so rich and vibrant and like have all these like really cool like well, like mechanical balloons that are they're almost like blimps or whatever yeah, but they look yep. like they look like koi fish almost yeah um and like all like all like the neon and just the way that the streets look in casas cafe like everything is just so like unique and like really thought out like this this city is really really well fleshed out um and i just i want to see more of this city like i want to i want to experience more of san francisco so i'm really excited to see where Disney will be able to take the San Francisco and like place it into Pacific Wharf. I think it's going to be really cool there. Um, just to be able to walk into that area and like, mm-hmm. like if they put like, cause like the whole like Pacific Wharf area, there's not really like, I guess like I can, the only attraction that I can think of there is like the, the bread making place. Oh, I was like, there's no attraction there. It's just a, like a big place to eat. Yeah. Um, so you got the Cochina Cucamonga over on the one side. I think that's how you say it. That's how, that's how I'm saying it. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have, I think, like a Ghirardelli like, sh- shop in yep. there. And then there's like, the place where they make the bread. The bread, and you can get the bread. And you can still home. keep the bread thing in there. Cause, I mean, if people are going to be like, oh my God, you can't take away my Mickey <laughs> bread. But like, what if they made like Baymax bread there? Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Well, and I think they, I don't know exactly like what their whole plans are, but I'm assuming they're going to have like some area for like a meet and greet. Dude, that'd be so much fun. Like, if if they don't, like, what else are you doing? You're wasting your time. Like, okay, so like, because on the backside of there, because you you walk across the bridge to get into like, um, into Pacific Wharf and that'll that'll be changed. It looks like they're going to change it to like the, whatever the Golden Gate Bridge of San Francisco is. But then, like on that back side, there is where like they have like the fishing pier, whatever. Like, because we met, we saw like Goofy up there. Yeah. Uh, when we were there in Disney, like, what if they put like Hero or um, Fred or Wasabi or Honey Lemon up there, and like they're like just kind of waving or whatever? Because I think it's too, I think it's too small of a balcony to put Baymax up there. Probably. But like, you can definitely put like like any of the other characters up there. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that would be pretty cool. Um, but that whole area, I think, is just it. Especially, like, how well they, like, transitioned Pixar Pier. Yep. Or uh, Paradise Pier into Pixar Pier. And, like, right. having all that there. I think just having this right down on the other side of the of that area um, is really cool. And then on the back side of it, it transitions into Cars Land. So, like, we loved yeah. Cars Land, like, way more than I thought we were going to. At least at least for me. Like, oh, I, yeah. thought, I knew I was going to love that land regardless. But, I like, I truly enjoyed that land. So, like, I feel like just having everything kind of intersecting and, like, the middle yes. of those two places is San Francisco. Mm-hmm. As long as they I, keep the, the birria tacos there. <laughs> like, see, fine. that's the thing. I don't know. Like, I'm assuming they're probably going to change restaurants and stuff to, like, I, I don't know. Like, it's, there's not a lot of details. Well, because there's there and then there's, um there's, a like, a Chinese um, yeah. restaurant right there, too, which would kind of play into that same area. Um, so I, I don't know. I think like, I think those two, I think, it's, I think the Chinese, it's like the fortune cookie or, uh, or lucky boxes, whatever that restaurant is. Yeah. Like those two are going to be fine. I think it's everything to like the left side of the, of that, like that fishing wharf area. Like that's all going to change, but like I can see our, our beer tacos are going to stay. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I'm excited to see what they do. And yeah, it, it'll just be nice to have more Big Hero 6 representation in the park because you're actually wearing your uh, Baymax shirt and you got so many compliments on it. I did. And all the, like everyone was saying, oh, we never, we don't see a lot of Baymax. We don't see a lot of Big Hero 6. And like you, you really don't because like everything gets swallowed up by Frozen and mm-hmm. <laughs> which I don't want to like hate on Frozen at all because like I love Frozen. Dude, we watched Frozen like, two the Frozen other night, and like I like, cried. Like it's, yeah. it's a masterpiece. Like it's one of those movies that's better than the original. <laughs> yes, yeah, for sure. But there's so many other movies, franchises, characters that need love and I think representation in the parks. And Big Hero Six is definitely one of them. I mean, just look at like when the Munchlings came out, the big Baymax s'more. I mean, we got the little one we here the on, the one, set, on the set, but that big one sold, sold out, out immediately, so fast, immediately sold out. Like, you know, that's don't you know. don't really see a lot of like Baymax or Big Hero Six merchandise like anywhere. So, and that's the thing. Like, it's it, and it was so hard. Like, I mean, I found my shirt that I'm wearing off of Amazon, um, but even then, it wasn't like it was just kind of one of those create your own. So it wasn't like something that was put out by Disney themselves. Right. It was just kind of. Amazon will screen print whatever shirt you want or the design in any color shirt you want and kind of go from there, which those shirts are pretty nice. Um, but it wasn't like something that was like, oh, yeah, this is like a new line from Disney. This is the new Big Hero 6 line. And that's kind of upsetting because like this is such a good movie. And like obviously they've done they've done the work to like like do more because they've had that, I guess, that animated series, like the, the 2D animated series. They had, well, the Baymax in the Baymax series. Yeah, the Baymax series. On. Like that got a lot of talk for a certain episode, mm-hmm. um, because they talked about periods and gross. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but it, I but I think this was such a good franchise to have that, like mm-hmm. you know, and it, well, and I know, um, in Turning Red, like that was like a whole thing, like talking about periods and stuff, and it, you just. I can't think of a movie that we grew up on that even said that, that would even mention like right. a a period or anything like that. So I and think- especially like with with Baymax himself mm-hmm. and like he is a personal 
healthcare companion. He, his his role and his job and his programming is strictly for healthcare. So of course, like menstruation and periods like that is healthcare. So like it made sense for like that to be included, but then like certain people, not everybody, but <laughs> certain people were like, you can't do this. You're indoctrinating your hands. I'm like, little girls are gonna have periods no matter what, whether or not Baymax tells them about tampons or not, yep. <laughs> like it's, it's going to happen. Right. Um, which is, that's and... really weird that I'm saying this. I never <laughs> thought I'd say something like that in, in a, in an episode. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you, if you feel like Baymax is indoctrinating your children by telling them, telling them about pads and tampons, I mean, you've got bigger problems on your yeah. plate buddy like that's that's on you that's not on Baymax or Disney <laughs> but I mean what other like Baymax was such a perfect character for that to like to like do that and like they and they did it in such a good way like mm-hmm. you know it wasn't like they were like trying to like casually mention it or I don't like it was just like a full episode about like dealing with that and I I don't know it's so good and there's a, and there's a lot in that in that Baymax series to be um, applauded for, I think there because I think one of the other episodes is um, there's a same sex couple or like a same sex kind of like uh, oh, crush, yep, um, almost on there, um, or uh, just kind of kind of dealing with disabilities in that in, in that series. So uh, mm-hmm. we would highly recommend anyone watching that one too. That's a really good one, and especially like you said, like it's a good it's it's a good way to like have not like a disney spin but like teaching younger a younger audience with like their feelings or with like their if if they have disabilities or dealing with menstruation like like this is disney's way of of, of kind of like introducing it so like kids would feel comfortable about it and it, it's by no yeah. by no means is it like you know casting any negative light on them or like or like you know downplaying any any of these things but it, it's it's just i think it's a good way to get a different perspective or at yeah. least an introduction well, to something and i new think for... it's such a good conversation starter yeah. like especially if you do have kids like they can just be like oh well i was watching this and i just had a question on it and and they can reference that and you know like you can like whoever they're talking to can be like well like what do you mean or like what do you you know can you be more specific and be well this scene or like this word that they used like it just opens Mm -hmm. up that door for conversation with like parents and kids or you know even like maybe like other kids you know like with like their friends and and just you know because i i really believe like the more you talk about something whether good or bad um like the more like easier it's gonna be able to like to have like those harder conversations with people like mm-hmm. it just and you know and maybe in the future it won't be as hard or be like okay like remember when we talked about this well I had like a different idea or like another question or something like that so I just I really like that Disney is like bringing like all these different things in and allowing that door for conversation to be open yeah and I think like especially like the way that Disney is now, like some people might say, like Disney's woke. Disney's so woke. Oh, Disney's so woke. But like, just you know, especially with with Baymax talking about you know them, you know, menstruating, or like even like in Big Era in Turning Red, where they've talked about that, like your yeah. body's changing. Like, you can't tell me like these boomers in like the fifties and sixties weren't going to you know middle school or elementary school and and seeing like animated versions of like the reproductive system in their sex education or health class. Like that's, that's been a staple. Like you can't tell yeah. me that you, that people haven't been in like uh, a, a, a sex ed or, you know, a class like that. And they haven't talked about the reproductive system and you don't see, like, I remember like watching like, like animated, like short films from like the eighties and nineties. They say like, this is what happens to your body when you go through puberty. Yeah. Like this is just a new age way of doing well, it. And, yeah, and it's, but... it's, 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 I feel it's just a more like easier way to start the conversation. Yeah, no. And I totally agree. I just think that like the, the boomers, like the, I, boomers. I, the boomers, like, I think that they think there's like a certain time and place for things. Like there's like, 
you know, and I, and I think that mentality also applies to, like, the movies and shows, like, you know, you just, you don't talk about that stuff, because, like, you go to the movies to have fun, and, you know, not, you know, sneak in that, like, woke media, whatever thing that they're trying to say, or whatever, so I, I feel like they just don't think that this is, like, an appropriate place or way to, I know if I've learned one that. if I've learned one thing over the past couple of years, especially when it comes to Disney, the only thing you don't talk about in Disney is Bruno. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't talk about Bruno. We don't talk about Bruno. Everything else is fair game. Everything else is fair game. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, I guess to kind of wrap up this episode, um, I I I think that we've we've said it, you know, enough to like we love this movie. Like we, we absolutely yeah. love this movie. Um, it is one of my favorite movies. Um, I, I love just the animation. I love the the team up. It, it feels like a superhero movie. These feel like like an Avengers level team. Yep. But not Marvel. I mean, it is Marvel, but it's not Marvel. It's definitely it's it's definitely Disney. Yeah, um, it's definitely like its own thing. But yeah, I mean, you can definitely draw like parallels, like you know, from the Avengers. You know, because like I mean, obviously, like with the whole like hero spider-man thing like yeah. you know like there's just there's a lot of parallels but it definitely is like its own special thing mm-hmm. um i something we didn't mention which i want to mention before we end today's episode um i told you this at breakfast yesterday um the music there's fall Out boy in this oh and you yes. love fall Out boy and you, you've been listening to Fall Out Boy for quite some time now. Yes. My best friend, Katrina. <laughs> that bad influencer that she is. No. Uh, yeah. She's pretty much the only reason that I love Fall Out Boy because, like, she loved it so much. Mm-hmm. and was like, you got to listen to Fall Out Boy. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I, I, I too, love Fall Out Boy. So. <laughs> so, in this movie, Immortals, um, I, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not certain, but I'm, I would almost think that this, that Mortals was made for this movie. And mm-hmm. it just happened to be, it wasn't like, so like in, not to bring Frozen back up in this conversation, but like Panic at the Disco had did Into the Unknown for Frozen 2, but it was their version of the song from the movie. Right. Like it wasn't their song that was used in the movie. Right. But in this way, like in this movie, Immortals from Fall Out Boy was used for this movie specifically. It is Fall Out Boy singing. Um, and I, I actually think like it was made for this movie. Yeah. And then they just were able to release it as a single. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're watching this and we're talking about, you know, doing this as an episode and then a couple well, now it's probably about a week or so, two weeks ago, um, Disneyland 100 started and they brought out the one, uh, wondrous journeys, uh, fireworks show Yes, on the castle, which features immortals by yes. Fall Out Boy. And, and who flies? A flying Baymax flying over Baymax. the castle. And that's so awesome to see. Yes. Again, we haven't seen a whole lot of representation in the parks. And now we have it on, like, Disney's 100. Like, it's their, like, ma- like it's their pristine showcase of of the century. And who flies across the castle is Baymax. Yep. And I think that's awesome. But then you see, you know, they hear, um, you know, Fall Out Boy playing. And then literally a couple days later, Brandon Yuri was like, okay, yeah, we're actually going to um, end um, Panic at the Disco. Panic at the Disco is not going to be a thing. So then I find it just funny that, like, I think I feel like growing up, it was always like Panic at the Disco versus Fall Out Boy. Yeah. Like, I don't know if they had that mentality, but, like, I just feel like between, like, a lot of fans, it was always like, oh, well, which one's you, better? Yeah, it's kind of like the Backstreet Boys versus NSYNC of, like, the emo band. <laughs> or it's Team Jacob versus Team, <laughs> team Edward. Edward. Um, so like, I feel like it was kind of like that. So then I saw, I think on Twitter or something where someone's just like, it's funny that, you know, Fall Out Boy has still lasted and putting out new music and now they're in the Disneyland 100 castle show and then Fall Out Boy announces their retirement. So it's kind of, yeah, Panic, Panic at the Disco yeah. announces retirement. Um, so it's kind of like Fall Out Boy helped, uh, Panic at the Disco close the goddamn door. <laughs> <laughs> I like both bands. I I I love Panic at the Disco. I love listening to Fall Out Boy. I don't I don't have a, a fighter in this in this at all. I like them both. Yeah. But I do I do find it funny that Fall Out Boy gets to live as immortal in immortality. Mm-hmm. They they are in the parks. They have their song on like Disney's 100, like celebrating their 100th you know year celebration, 
And then Panic at the Disco was like, yeah, we're yeah. we're disbanding. And I didn't even think it was Panic. I think it was just Brendan Urie, like, yeah, we're we're not, yeah. I'm not doing this anymore. And then this band <laughs> members were like, I guess we're not doing this anymore. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we highly recommend you watching Pan- or Panic at the Disco. We want, yeah, recommend you watching that on play. No, we highly recommend you watching Big Hero 6. Yeah. We love this movie so much. We love Baymax. We love all the characters. Can't say enough about the movie. Um, I guess we've done this with other uh, episodes and reviews. Um, here to give it a, a unicorn rating. A unicorn oh. horn. We, it's been a while since we've done that. The yeah. little unicorn horn ratings. I'm... What did I give it when we watched it? I don't. I think I gave it a nine. Okay, so I'm like, did I give it a ten? It was either a nine or a nine point five. I gave it, and now like thinking about it, like I'm gonna give it a nine point five. Like it is, yeah, it is good. I can't really think of like a whole lot that I would want to change with it. I think it it's very well paced. I think the story is amazing. I think the the characters are really fleshed out. Um, I like all the little hits or you know secrets in the movie I, I can't think of anything bad with this movie yeah i i want to say i gave it a 10 so i'm gonna give it a 10 okay like i think it's just like the perfect movie and like i said i think the timing with which we watched it like shortly after losing maya and it, it was it was a really really good movie to watch at that time mm-hmm. um it's a good movie to watch at any time but i think just going through such a big and personal loss and like you just i think relates so much more to hero yeah so i think like forever like that like this movie will like be tied to that oh gosh i don't want to start crying (laughs) (laughs) um so so yeah so i think for that reason like this movie like just like i've said it before like just how it displays the loss and the grief like through hero it, it's just it really resonates it really does so yeah like and and just everything else is just done so perfectly with this movie I, yeah i'm gonna say it's it's definitely one of disney's better movies unfortunately like a more underrated movie mm-hmm. um but in my eyes like it's just like it's a perfect movie so i'm gonna give it a 10 <laughs> i'll probably I, like, it's, it's on my phone which is recording right now so i can't recall what i, I it's it, it was high it was either it was either a nine or a ten in that ballpark yeah. um and it's we yeah it's it's just the best it's just the best um but to end today's episode i have one question for you okay are you satisfied with your care Yes, Tadai. I'm I'm satisfied with my care. <laughs> well, we appreciate everyone for watching or listening along today's episode. Um, as always, thank you so much for all the love and support. Just want to thank you guys for listening and especially like coming back after the break and listening yeah. to us again. Um, this is something that we were really excited for doing, especially after we watched the movie. We're like, oh, this is this is definitely a, a dig a little deeper episode. For oh us. yeah, for sure. And we'd love to hear what you guys think. Like, yes. is like. I guess, have you seen Big Hero 6? Did you know it was a Marvel property? Because I feel like that's something else, like, a lot of people don't, like, they don't know it's Disney, let alone, like, a a Marvel, like, Mm -hmm. property. So, like, I'm curious, like, did you know that? Do you, like, how do you like or not like the movie? Like, I'm I'm always curious to see, like, what other people have to say about it. I'm also curious if people like to wear their underwear right side, (laughs) inside out, (laughs) frontwards and backwards. (laughs) Do you make your underwear last four days? Oh <laughs> uh, but again, follow us on uh, Instagram. That's where you can find all of our updates there. Uh, we're on a lot of places to listen to. Spotify, on YouTube if you're not watching it on there. If you are, hello. <laughs> um, we can't wait to talk to everyone uh, next week on another episode of the Team Unicorn Podcast. Uh, but for this episode, uh, Dig a Little Deeper, I'm Tyler. And I'm Sammy. And it's been magical. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Team Unicorn Podcast. You can find us on all major podcast platforms as well as YouTube. Make sure to subscribe, like, and review wherever you are listening. And follow us on Instagram to keep up with all things Team Unicorn. And remember, stay magical. La 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 la.